Welcome, everybody, to Money, Power, and Influence podcast. I'm your host, BC. I also have my esteemed guest, Arash Divazar. And first of all, I wanted to uh, comment on the event you're going to have this weekend, Brother Metamorphosis. I signed up. I know we have a few uh, big players that are going. And, man, I'm excited. I'm sure you are, too. So what's going on with you, my brother? Yes, I'm totally ready, man. Uh, this is going to be epic because there's epic people coming. It's almost like become like a who's who of, of the event. So it's really pushing me, you know, because the people that are coming, I I admire them, I like them, I uh, enjoy their company, and it's going to be, it almost reminds me of like a mastermind group. Uh, and, I, and I was getting this idea of each person uh, creating their own event like that where everybody goes to. I mean, I'm just getting this vision. So it's going to be ridiculous. It's in San Jose, California. No more sign-ups live. Uh, but online, people can attend if they want to go to uh, com. You can still get the online streaming of it. So it's going to be really, really amazing, man, really amazing. I had a long conversation with uh, Vince last night, Vince Kelvin, about it. And um, fuck, I mean, I'm really, I wish it was today. So it's kind of like I'm waiting, and I, I hate waiting. So today's Wednesday. I got one more day until you guys arrive. The event is Saturday, but... The moment you guys arrive, I'm going to meet you guys at the hotel. We'll go to dinner, and uh, we'll just start talking because there's some real serious things going on here with this information, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, man, I'm excited, too. It's like before – it makes it reminds me of before every basketball game, you know, the night before I wouldn't be able to sleep, and I was just so excited and, and enthused about it. So I can't wait to get up there on Friday. Um, yeah, w- w- with me, it's just been constant new challenges and growth and – you know, especially with my real estate business, and now that I'm going to have a new a new office pretty soon here, I'm really going to start building my team and growing it more. And one thing I wanted to talk about, because I, I got a, a laundry list today of questions we can go over, but, you know, I really noticed that, um, you know, when you, when you begin to become a lot more successful, the because I would consider myself and you to be extremely good individuals, uh, even though I know based on my YouTube and some other things, and I know based on some of your videos, people may think that you know we're really tough and angry all the time. And I, I've gotten that too. But when you meet people, they're like, "Wow!" Especially me, they're like, "Wow!" Like you're you're completely different than I thought you would be. You know, sometimes you come off in these videos as being rough and tough and cursing, and then I meet with you and you're really cool. And on top of that, um, you know, I've been seeing as I've been succeeding more, and I'm sure it's been the same for you. I've been able to do a lot of things out of the kindness of my heart and to help people, and it gives you this this ability to really contribute to the world on a much grander scale than just kind of your personal goals and what you want to do as far as cars and houses and stuff like that. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit because pe- people forget that. You know, I have a lot of people around me, and I'm mentoring a lot of people online, I guess you can say, that, you know, they're, they're trying to do their best to, to grow, but it seems like there's people holding them back. And I tell them, I'm like, look, brother, your ability to succeed not only is going to benefit you greatly and more than your current situation, it's also going to benefit those around you. And I I think that's a vision that that has not become crystal clear to people. And I give examples all the time of of what you can do, you know, when you become successful, when you have more power and influence and you have more money. And I wanted to ask you, because I know as you continue to grow and it never stops, I mean, what are some examples maybe of one or two things you've done, and I can give some as well, 
that really shows when you become more successful and you have more money, power, and influence, like what kind of effects you can have besides just your own goals and what you can do for you. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying because, you know, my online persona, you could say, uh, could come across like I'm an, I'm an asshole. Uh, but I don't believe that anymore. And I think this <laughs> this is what metamorphosis will do for uh, people like us because it's actually, without giving away too much of uh, the information for metamorphosis, people are paying a lot of money to be here. I can touch on it, and I'm going to answer the question differently than probably what was expected. I can tell you that there's a category of people who are truly threatened by success and are threatened by um, power. This is nature. It's not their fault. Go blame God or evolution, whatever you believe in. The, those people will immediately see you and I as threats to their survival. So let me give you an example. You do a lot of stuff on sales and real estate, and you're very good at it. I was hanging out with a new girl the other day, brother. It was uh, Sunday. I don't know. One of these days. Yeah, I think it was Sunday. And somehow, I don't know how it happened. Maybe it popped up on my Facebook. And she was like, oh, I know Brian Casella. I said, really? She goes, yeah, I, I follow his YouTube stuff. How do you know him? I said, oh, shit, how great. <laughs> and, uh, and then I showed her some of the stuff we do, and I showed her the podcast. And it was pretty fucking cool because she comes from this other field that I'm not part of and, uh, you know, whatever. So I met her, and we were hanging out, and she was blown away by my information. And then she was telling me she was blown away by your information. And it was just so fucking cool to see that, that th this person was a stranger to me. I was a stranger to you. I met her, and then my information and your information, I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. It was, it was really cool to see the level of admiration she had for you and to, to her, you were a celebrity that she had been watching. You know, I was like, that's fucking cool, man. You know, so uh, a little bit off the subject, but not really because there are people, there are people in your field, there are people in her life, her life, that don't know you, that will talk shit about you for the for the simple reason that you are beating them in the game of life, in competition. And the more successful you become, the more you are beating people. Now, my philosophy is very simple. Everybody come to metamorphosis. Well, you can't anymore. Get it online. And you'll see what I'm saying. You've been duped. You've been, you've been uh, poisoned into thinking that uh, you have to be nice. Let's be very clear about something, okay? My family has no illusions about how kind and warm their son, their uncle, their brother, uh, their cousin, which is what I am to my family. None of them have any illusions on the kindness and the warmth of my, my heart and my soul. And this is my family, people that know me. My girlfriends have no doubt about my kindness and my care, my love, my devotion, my commitment. My friends and allies, you being one of them, have no doubt about my kindness, my genuineness, my sincerity, my love, my, my, my ability to hope and reach out to help people. None of these people that I just named, who end up being the most important people in my life, my family, my girlfriends, my friends, 
including my students too. These categories of people have absolutely no doubt about who I am. None of them. And I don't have to go out of my way to show them that. I'm just living my life. Okay? Now, there are many, many, many other people who don't know me, who to them I am a figure. I am a figure. Um, they have their own perception that they create. They can fall into categories of He's, you know, he cusses, he does, he does that. If they say that, that means they're disregarding the information that's being given out, and the information that's being given out is so powerful, so freeing, anybody could use it to better their lives, whether it's relationship or, or business or anything else. That means at that moment that that person is actually a hater by definition because they're saying because you cuss or because you look a certain way uh, that because the book cover looks like that, the information in the book is invalid. And that actually is in critical thinking it's it's a, a flaw in logic in that you try to hurt the person's character to say that because it's him, the information doesn't count. The information is the information. So those people, no matter what you say to them, no matter how you talk to them, no matter how you do it, they are already bent on destroying you because you're their competition. And in that regard, let me be clear, it is my my pleasure, it is my pleasure to annihilate them, and I will. And I want everyone who hears me, whether you're my students, friends, family, um, competitors, to listen very carefully that I have no desire to be nice to you. I don't go out of my way to be nice to my family. It is an inbred thing inside of me that without thinking, I am taking care of my family. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to try to do that with anybody that I love. And so the question goes out of my mind now and I don't consider it any longer. Do I help people? Of course I help people. Do I have to prove that? I don't have to prove that to jack shit nobody. Okay? Do I think about being nice? No. I want everybody to think I'm an asshole, and I'm totally fine with it, actually. I'm completely fine with being an asshole to the entire world because my information still will help them become more successful, get more women, become healthier, have an unbreakable diamond mind, and that's what I'm here to do. Now, whether or not they approve of the way I spend my money or the way I wear my shoes or how I take a shit or how I have sex with somebody is not relevant to the information. And my information is be the best, fuck the rest. I am the best at what I do. I'll continue to be the best at what I do. And they don't affect my income as it's been proven. I continue to get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier, get more women and more friends. So it's no longer, that question is not even any longer a valid question for me. But the more money I get, the more I help people. Naturally, of course, it's like it is the most natural tendency of any human being to do that. I don't think any person who's not completely evil and psychotic would have a problem helping the people they love. And since obviously I'm not psychotic because I wouldn't be able to have the things I have and logically do the things that I do, then it's out of the fucking question. And it's a trap that us successful people fall into. And the people listening to this that want to be successful, you start getting caught up in that. You start thinking, oh, well, people are going to judge me. They're going to judge you anyways. It's fine. Just make sure that you can beat them. Okay? Make sure you can beat them. If you're a basketball player, be my, Michael fucking Jordan. Well, that's like so long ago. What is it now? Stephen Carey or something. I assume Carey. Be the best at what you do. Because at that moment, you doesn't matter anymore. How much shit talking they did about Donald Trump, he's still the motherfucking president. He's still the motherfucking president. It didn't matter that they, they said everything they said, that he was the, he's the fucking president. And God damn it, if he shows up, 
to the house of anybody talking shit, they will fucking stand up and call him sir. And that's just what it is. And that's the way it is. And it doesn't matter what the fuck they say. So put yourself in that position because that is power and I'm obsessed with it and I don't apologize about it and I love it. And do I help people? Of course. I help the people that I love. And at the same time, I had a stalker and I have, I, I, I vowed that I would spend every penny I have to put him behind bars and we're very close to that, my friend. So to him, I'm a very bad person and I'm, I would love nothing more than to be the worst nightmare he's ever had. And to my friends, I'm the greatest person and that they both come naturally to me. But it's not for me to sit here and debate with myself whether or not I'm morally right or wrong. Fuck them. Well, long answer. That's how I feel about it. Man, I wholeheartedly agree with so much you said. And actually, I jotted down some things. And it's funny that you mentioned that that particular woman knew who I was because that's come up with me as well when I'm out, that I'll bring you up and they'll actually know you and they're, they're actually watching your videos or they study you. Or at the very least, at the very least, they know who you are. And what's funny is that's going to become more commonplace. And uh, and that, that that always makes me smile. Um, I love that. You know, I, I love that shit. I know, man. It, it's awesome. It always puts a huge smile on my face. And it, it's also, it's like, wow, you know, that, that goes to show this proof that, you know, whatever you're saying to them, if they're not believing it, the fact that, you know, they know that or they see who you're hanging around with and who you're associated with and who your colleagues are, that in itself raises everything. And it makes me feel good. It makes you feel good. It makes the other person feel good because they know they're around somebody who's powerful and who's big. Um, I wanted to, to touch on what you said there, especially at the end about, you know, when, when you, you keep succeeding, what they say doesn't mean shit. And I, I want to talk about that before I get into questions because I can think of, I had so many examples pop into my head when you were saying that of me being doubted and, and kind of shunned and laughed at like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, you're getting into real estate, you're going to fail like, you know, 90% of people do. And, you know, everything was thrown at me, like every possible thing. And, and, th- and this is the key, ladies and gentlemen, is, is you can either focus on what they're giving you or you can continue on your path. And one, one of the biggest things that kept me motivated and kept me going when I started was, and this is like a, maybe a, a way I live or, or a mantra or whatever you want to call it. You know, this, is just, this, this goes to my very core. When I commit to something and I say, okay, I, Brian Casella, BC, I'm going to do this, whether it's learn how to shoot a gun like you've been mastering lately, or, uh, you know, get good at picking up girls, or start a real estate business, or be, you know, the best basketball player in the state, whatever it is. When I commit to something, I do it 100%. There's no retreat. There's no changing your mind. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. I don't care. If I commit to door knocking three hours a day, for example, in my real estate business, and there's an earthquake, you think I'm going to stop? No. I mean, that level of commitment. And I believe that's what's missed. Whether somebody's after becoming great at sales, making money, getting good at getting women, whatever it is. If somebody had that kind of commitment, I don't care if they have no talent, they can learn the skills. I mean, everything we do boils down to a science, most of it, and you can learn the fundamentals, master it, and you'll be at the top of your field. I mean, that's been proven time and time again, and that's really what's missed. Because if you hold on to that and you're like, okay, I got this. That's all I did. I decoded how to get good at real estate from the best. I learned from the best. They taught me, they said, do X, Y, Z, and that's what I did. So when all this external noise and, and, and shit was thrown at me, I was just like, yeah, whatever, you know, keep, keep telling yourself that, watch. And in a year from now, you're going to be coming to me for advice, and that's exactly what happened. Now, uh, a byproduct for everybody listening is you're going to get hate. You know, the more people know you, statistically, more people are going to hate you. So who gives a shit? 
you know? Whether you appease them or not, they're still going to hate. So you might as well keep shining and keep doing what you're doing because then you're going to end up having allies like me and Arash have allied and some of the other coaches and some of the other people that we hang out with. And before you know it, you're this fucking force to be reckoned with because there's really strength in numbers, right? And the last thing I wanted to touch on before I get into the questions is, uh, you know, we and and I'll, I'll let you touch on this too, Arash. You know, when I give, right, now now that I'm in the position where I can give and, and help people out, there is no sense of me, like if I were to, I don't know, buy you a gift or, or just a token of appreciation or whatever, I'm not expecting anything in return from you, you know. If, if I help, you know, my brother or somebody down the street, a neighbor or an old friend, when I give them, you know, a candy bar or money or a present or something, you know, they need help with their bills, I'm not expecting anything in return. And I, I think that's really something that is probably one of the most beautiful things about becoming successful and, and acquiring all the things that we teach on these podcasts is you can do things like that. And I think that's a trait of somebody who's really at the top. And I'm beginning to realize that because the more I'm giving, just my experience now, my life experience is the more I'm giving, the more I'm getting in, and receiving in return. And, you know, the amount of messages I'm getting about, oh, wow, like your videos really helped me or your products and this and that, like it, it's, it's open like floodgates now. And I continue to give more and more and more. And the deeper I get into this and the more successful I become, uh, you know, I notice that I, I, I truly, from my soul, I, I don't care. You know, if I give, I don't expect anything in return. And it gives me a very good feeling. Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 you're somebody who gives a lot of rush. How does it make you feel? Or, or maybe you have your own thought and process behind that because, like, I'm not expecting to grow from it. I know I will. But, like, when I give to somebody, it feels good, and I know it's helping. Because when I started, dude, if I – just hearing a sentence from, like, a top real estate agent, I was like, fuck, yeah, that changed my life, right? And I know for other people, you maybe giving them a dollar or shaking their hand or telling them, you know what, dude, keep your head up, that to them could be worth the world. When to us, it was just a simple gesture. Yeah, I love to give, and I think if somebody followed me and – in one week, they'd be surprised how much I give. Already today, if I do the math, uh, December, October, November, December, January, February, March. What is that? Seven? Okay. So already today, I gave a $700 gift to somebody, you know, which I gave them Diamond Mind, which is $197 a month from September till March. And I messaged them. I, t- I texted them. I said, hey, what's your email? They sent it to me. I went in there, and I put them on all the Diamond Minds, and I messaged them back. I said, I want to thank you. Here's your diamond mind. And then I said to them, I have this event coming up, and I, this is going to be a gift from me to you for everything that you've done for me. My event is $3,500 for the, for the minimum. Uh, that's, that's a done. That, that was already took care of it today. Forget the goddamn fucking discounts and the fucking uh, $20 and $100 and shit that I just give people when I'm fucking walking around and I see somebody who needs fucking money. And wh- wh- why do I do it? It's really simple. I like doing it. And if I don't like doing it, I won't. You know, I really think, again, I'm going to keep, keep referencing metamorphosis because it is going to be the most freeing thing anybody's ever done. I'm telling you guys, I know this shit. Um, <laughs> you're just looking in the wrong direction. You actually don't have to have a reason at all, at all. You don't have to have any goddamn fucking reason for giving besides you want to give. And that's all there is to it. And you don't, you're not obligated to give. I'm not. So when I give, I give because it feels good. And that's the end of it. I don't need anything in return. I don't expect nothing in return. The reason why I gave it is because I wanted to. There was something about the situation and the person and the moment that inspired me to give. And because by me giving, I am not 
lacking. Like I'm, I don't have two pieces of bread and I give you one and I only have one and then I can't live off of one. Let's say I have 100 pieces of bread and if I give you one, I have 99 and I still can't eat 99 fucking pieces of bread. That's where it's at. So if I have, nine, if I have 100 pieces of bread and I'm walking around, there's four people hungry and I go, here's one, two, three, four. And to them, it's food for the fucking day and they couldn't eat before. For me, I have 96 pieces of bread left and I'm going to eat two in a day. So I don't need 96 pieces of bread. Uh, but, but at the same time, I'm smart enough to know that maybe, you know, a month in the future, something may happen, and I may not be able to acquire 10 pieces of bread that week. So I'm going to make sure that I have my supply. And that's the difference, is that when you have some, but what the fuck am I going to do with 100 pieces of loaves of bread if I'm walking around all day and I can only consume three, and my family consumes three, and this, and I'm left with 75 pieces of bread. And be like, well, save it, save it, save it. Okay? How much of it? I will save but what about when I'm walking around and I see somebody starving or not even starving, someone's doing well, and I'm like, you said, I just want to give you a gift of appreciation. Thank you. Here you go. Thank you. That's what I did today. I was so moved. You know, I was so fucking moved uh, with something. Like, it really moved me. It brought me to tears. Truly, I cried. And so I, I kept thinking about it. I, cr- I cried yesterday, you know. And so I, I couldn't get out of my head. I woke up thinking about it. And I was going through the day, and I just felt like, you know what? Fuck. You know, I, I, I want to give this person something. And I kept thinking, what, should I buy them something? Should I buy them something like a like new computer is what was going through my head? And then I thought, you know what? If I give them this gift that I'm about to give them, and if they use it, they will completely alter their condition in life. And one day they'll have everything they want. And this will be the greatest gift I can give them. Now, if I give them this and they don't appreciate it, that's on them. I'm giving them, in my opinion, the greatest gift I can give somebody which is the knowledge to improve their condition. So how do I feel when I give? I love it when I do it because I do it when I want to do it. There's no obligation to give. That is a big deal to me. And I think that's important that everybody realizes that. People are walking around with this obligation to give. And Christmas, I get no gifts for anybody. That's it. Why? Because I don't want to. But every every day I buy my niece something. Why? Because I want to. I'm famous in the gym because she's, you know, she's a big, she goes to the daycare over there. People ask me, do you buy her something every day with these big eyes? I'm like, yeah, I do. Every day, yeah, every day. Every day I do. It's like, wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your point? <laughs> Can I live without you trying to impose your fucking average viewpoint on my life? Because it's not going to work. I'm not playing that game anymore. It's done. I'm, I woke up. Awesome, man. I love that you said the average viewpoint at the end. I think that, that sums it up. Um so I'll get into some questions now. If you guys are live, of course, if you're a guest, you're muted. Just uh, go ahead and press star two to raise your hand, and I'll get to you if we have time. Um, I got a few questions beforehand, and I, I wanted to go over them real quick. Um, one question I got is um, about intuition. Like, uh, you know, in the sales situation or any situation in life, uh, what, what do you follow your intuition 100% of the time? When do you use it? When do you not follow it? And that was kind of the question. My answer to it is, from my experience, right, there's been moments where I, I, I did not trust my gut and it bit me in the ass. And more often than not, when I did trust my gut, my intuition, it was great. Whether it was a person, whether I thought they were, you know, shady or not, or an opportunity to go for it or not. And I've noticed that when I do follow my intuition, it's right. So my advice would be, whatever your gut tells you, do it. Um, the only filter I pass it through is to make sure that that intuition, because um, sometimes we get nervous or something like that, 
And I kind of have like my own little filter to where if I do get that feeling, that intuition, I pass it through to make sure it's not, you know, uh, a fear or something that is caused by an external um, stimuli, right? Like in, in the environment or something like that. I make sure that, that it's really my gut telling me something, right? Um, that, that, that's the best way I can answer it. It's just based on my experience, when I follow my gut, it, it's right. Arash? I, I get it. I totally get it. And, uh, you know, my answer is really simple. All these questions, uh, they point to one thing for me. They point to some your weakness, everybody. Your weakness. Okay, what do I do? Do I follow my intuition? Do I not follow my intuition? Um, does it matter? I don't know. Let me tell you what you need to focus on. You need to focus on your personal power, right? Well, one of my favorite titles, not a book, but all those, it is a great book, but God, I wish I had written that title, Awaken the Giant Within. Is that what it's called? Something like that. That one, Awaken the Giant Within. It's not a, that's the title that I would love to have. Um, you know, if you were a goddamn giant, you wouldn't have to follow your intuition, okay? Or not follow your intuition. You would just fucking do what you had to do. So these questions, you know, you could answer, I could answer it this way and that way, and I've done it before. Uh, it's a new level, it's a new phase that I'm in. I always teach where I'm at. I don't teach some other shit. And I'm just telling you right now, should you follow your intuition or not? I don't fucking know. But I do know this. You should be strong enough that if you follow your intuition and you fuck up, you're still okay. And if you don't follow your intuition and you fuck up, you're still okay. That is the real answer. The real answer is, what, what are you so goddamn concerned about? Take a look at your weakness and strengthen yourself so that it is not such a big fucking deal. Should I follow my intuition or not? Hmm, my gut intuition. Now, the truth is, if I said you should follow your intuition, you're going to go forward, and then if you follow it and it goes right twice, you might message me and say, my God, thank you so much, and follow my intuition, this happened. There's a problem with that, because on the fourth time that it doesn't go good, you'll blame me again. You know what? I, was, I shouldn't have listened to him, blah, blah, blah. Fuck you. Okay, fuck you. And if I said to you, you shouldn't follow your fucking intuition, and then you go forward and you're like, you know what? I'm so glad I didn't follow my intuition, man, because it would have been a big mistake. Thank you, Arash. Same thing later. You miss out on a billion-dollar opportunity. It's my fault. No. You should get strong enough so that when you, hey, it's your intuition, right? Something's telling you, do it, do it. Something's telling you, don't do it. I don't fucking know. I'm not there, okay? It's your intuition. It's not my intuition. I can't say follow your intuition, okay? When you decide to do it, what is more important is whatever the results are, be strong at the end of it. Recover if you fucked up, and if you didn't fuck up and it was the right decision, then capitalize on your success and the momentum that you have. And that is what life is. Everybody seems to be looking for a guarantee, right? Some kind of fucking guarantee. Just please tell me that if I do this, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to fail with a woman. Tell me if I do this that I can always close the sale no matter what the fuck happens. How do I do it where I can influence someone 100%? You can't. You cannot. But you can do this. You can become stronger and stronger and stronger so you can finally start living and stop worrying about living. That is the problem. The question is, I'm worried about my intuition. Should I follow it or should I not? I don't fucking know. I do know that if you were strong enough, you would just do whatever the fuck you had to do, and then you would be living. So start living. Fuck your intuition. Boom. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> that was even an eye-opener for me. So uh, the next question is about goals, right? How do you write goals as concrete and definite as possible? And then attached to that is how often do you write them? Uh, with me, 
um, if I if I can answer it first, uh, you know, goals with me were always something that uh, w- was very easy for me. Uh, there, there were certain things, and there still are certain things that draw me, you know, just from my soul and my gut. And uh, I, I do make them specific. Like for example, a car. I'm gonna tell you the exact year, the model, the specs, the color of the stitching, the, if it has suede, Alcantara, the size of the rims, the uh, you know the width of the tires how many were produced, how much it weighs. Like I, I get very laser specific. And the experience for my life has been when I've gone on the quest to get something and it's been very specific, I've gotten it. Whether it's the house, the car, you know, the financial freedom, the amount of money in the bank, my monthly income, uh, you know, progress with this, with that. It, it has been in direct proportion to the specificity of the goal, right? And the biggest thing that I see and flaw for people is, they may even be specific about what they want, but they don't put a date on it, you know? And, and if you're not serious about when you want it, like if I just say, oh, yeah, I want a, I want a Lamborghini, and I don't put a date on it, dude, the odds of me getting it, I believe, go completely down the drain. Every single goal that I've said that I've been specific of, if I say I want it by June 2016, I almost always get it then or very soon after or sometimes before. So it really has come down to the level of commitment you have and the specificity. That That's really what it was for me. And when I wrote them, I don't write it as often as before, but when I started, I would write down my goals. First thing when I woke up every single day and at night before I went to sleep, I wouldn't write them again, but I would review them again and keep them fresh in my mind. How about you, Arash? Yes, I followed suit on that because of Think and uh, Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, which everybody should read as a human being. Phenomenal book. I've achieved every goal I put down on paper, you know, and I have to keep redoing them. And, um, that's fine, and I think that that answer could be found once again. And you guys can just Google, should I write my goals down, and you'll get the same goddamn fucking answer a thousand times over. The most popular answer will be, write it down, make it specific, look at it in the morning, look at it at night, make sure you visualize it. Like, I'm sure that if you're asking a question, you know that answer already. You know, and, and okay, cool, so if you already know that answer, you're not doing it, that's where the issue again is. You do not know the basic answer of writing your fucking goals if you're asking whether or not you should write your goals. You know, that means you're aware you should write your goals. And if you're asking the question, how specific should they be, it means you're aware that you need specific fucking goals, but you're still not doing it. So the real question would be, why the fuck am I not doing it when I know I should be doing it? Ah, there we go. Thank you, Arash. I'll tell you, a cheetah gets up and runs and tries to get that fucking gazelle. The goal is to get the gazelle. It needs to fucking eat. Then it needs to grab another gazelle, I mean, grab another cheetah and have sex and have some babies. When it has babies, it needs to protect those fucking babies. And that cheetah does not, I know it doesn't have the ability to, but we're doing metaphors for just a second just to get it in the head, doesn't sit there and specifically say, today I'm going to get a gazelle about 250 pounds, you know, got the horns about seven inches tall. I want it to be just a, a very luscious gazelle. That's what I'm going for today. And I'm going to review it later. And then, no, 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 no. No, the, the, the cheetah will fucking go and get the gazelle or it'll fail to get the gazelle, right? For me, it's simple. I have a few very specific goals, right? I know what the fuck I want. I know what the fuck the gazelle is. And I don't think about anything else. I don't have... The, the the brain room to think about anything else besides the gazelle. Then maybe having sex with the other cheetah 
and maybe protecting my children. I have about three things going on in my life. I've had about three things going on in my entire life ever since I was a fucking child. And when I die, I'll probably have about three things going on in my head. I don't have a thousand things. I dropped out of college because there was too many goddamn classes teaching too many stupid things that had nothing to do with what? Chasing the fucking gazelle. I knew that I had to chase the fucking gazelle, right? That's what you do. You go get it. So should you write down your goals? You know, I don't know. Do I? Yes. I you go on my phone right now. There's a section called goals, and they're still there. And every once in a while, I look at them, and sometimes I take my students, and I say, you know what? You got to look at, like, my girlfriends. Read your goals, blah, 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 blah. But like I said, you can find those answers everywhere. But the answer that I'm giving you is going to be difficult to find unless you come to me. And that is why during the podcast, you want to hear me too. And so my answer is simple, okay? You know what you want, all right? You know what you want. If you, if you answer with, I don't know what I want, then just go lock yourself in the room right now and don't do anything else until you know what you want. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, I can't even uh, begin to fathom or understand what that means, that you don't know what you want. You know what the fuck you want, okay? Once you know what you want, your morning till night, and even when you sleep, if you could do it, is dedicated to getting what you want. And others will try to stop you from getting what you want because it's probably something they want too. And since there's only so many resources when it comes to, let's say, that one girl, you should never try to get that one girl, by the way, right? Then you're going to have competition. And that's the game of life. If the gazelle didn't run away, if there was not another predator trying to kill the gazelle, then the cheetah would just get up every morning, walk over, the gazelle would come lay down, and the cheetah would feast and then go back. But that's not the way that life works. And that's not the way your goals work, okay? Your goals are things you keep in your mind and you think about them all the fucking time and you don't actually think about anything else so that when you want to be successful, that's what you do. When your client or customer starts giving you stupid shit, you look at them and you say, that is not part of my goals. Thank you very much. Go somewhere else, okay? That's what you tell your client and your customer. When you're doing seduction and pickup, that is what you do. When the girl starts giving you a bunch of shit that you don't want, you go, thank you very much. I'm going to go talk to her now. That's it. In your fucking relationships, when you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, or wife, whatever the fuck you have going on, when the other person starts to be an idiot like that, you look at them and say, this is not what my goals are. I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, but these are my goals, and now you are now an obstacle. So you need to get the fuck out of the way or contribute. So that's how I deal with my goals. Yes, I have written down. I still have them on the phone. But I have, I have realized and I have recognized that it is not as necessary as I thought. Once I know that I'm getting up to go hunt, and grab the gazelle no matter what the fuck happens. And either I made it or I didn't. If I didn't, I'll try again tomorrow. If I did, I'll feast really beautifully on it and uh, get up again and do what I got to do. Beautifully said, man. Uh, I haven't gotten any more questions here, so we can end it here. I know you mentioned that uh, there are a few uh, live stream spots open for metamorphosis. Everybody go to arashzapar.com if you want to sign up. Um, do they have a time limit as to when they can do a sign-up, Arash? Do they need to do it today? No. You know, to be honest, I had a goal of doing five live sign-ups. I know the information I'm giving is truly deadly. I'm willing to bet it's one of the most lethal, lethal things anybody's ever given on planet Earth. Like, I really know I'm there. I'm holding back on the podcast, and people can feel it. So I wanted to teach five people, and I knew that these five people would go out and make such loud noise. So I got my five. Then Ebo, who's a selective instinct coordinator and director really now, he was like, you want to open it for live stream? I said, yeah, fuck it, why not? And then we got, I think, two or three signups for live stream, which doesn't have the same effect, 
right? It isn't being in person. And so the reality is I have set, I have achieved the goal I set to do. I have five and three already. So now if you want to do live stream and you want to fucking sign up one minute before the live stream, do it. If you want to sign up three hours after I start, do it. I don't give a shit. You should have moved first. Now it doesn't really make a difference anymore. Got it. All right. Well, we'll end it there. Again, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. We're at 5.15 p.m. Pacific every single Wednesday. Thank you for, for joining us today. Arash, I salute you. We'll see you in uh, 48 thank hours. Thank you, brother. See you soon. Bye.